0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special uh, interview. Yeah, we haven't done one of these in a while, I know, but I'm excited to do it because our old pal Chris Metzen is joining us. Chris, welcome back. Hey, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, It's really good to have you back. Now, you know, it's weird because we talk a lot just via text and, you know, we've had a few other conversations, like voice conversations that weren't recorded uh, for anybody to hear during the last couple of years. But for the listeners, this is going to feel like a, a long time coming. Um, Have you, have you missed talking to the, to the peeps?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, how to, how to collate the last number of years, you know, it's been, I mean, what, you know, it's like, we all get it, right? Like, plagues and isolation and societal unrest and and all of it, right? Like, it's been you know pardon you know just batshit crazy pardon me um
0: yeah. yeah a couple two years unprecedented in a lot of ways for at least for our modern times i feel like you know i'm sure there's comparable historic events but
1: absolutely you know and just this weird it's like i know you know all of us felt it just this weird kind of sense of isolation working from home and you know um you know you know th- there was that whole phase of you know kids going to school from home and mm-hmm. it's just been you know it's it's been truly crazy uh so just the, you know th- just this you know t- you know kind of talking again and you know talking to you again and and sure. kind of putting signals out again in a weird way is is i don't know how to describe it it, it kind of feels like um kind of getting back to normal if that makes any sense sure um,
0: sure it's cathartic for me in that way because i've i've yeah. you know i <clears throat> i've been thinking lately about you know what the last couple of years have meant and how it is kind of a, such a kind of a black hole in a lot of ways. And uh, I feel like I aged more during that time than I've ever, I've ever aged. I felt like a lot of very personal things happened. My daughter had, you know, one kid right before the pandemic and another one just five weeks ago. And and that seems insane that that much in my life has changed in that short amount of time. But it's also that short amount of time where, you know, the world dealt, dealt with a, a pandemic in a very acute way. And, a lot of political unrest and other issues and, uh, you know, even, even on the ground, uh, you know, blizzard and its own issues and, and all of that, it just feels like a, a, an encapsulation of a really intense, but relatively short amount of, of time. And it's, it's kind of hard to reconcile. It's hard for me to, you know, to, to wrestle with it. So this is, this is a good, this will be a good experience for me. And and, and I hope you as well. And then the listeners to kind of oh. just feel like a, re, you know, not a return to normalcy, but it's like, all right, you know, we're going to talk, we're going to hang out. We're going to, we're going to get back to some of those basics a little bit.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's strangely comforting, you know, because um, for all the macro things going on just in the world, like, which is, which smashes you anyway and makes you kind of doubt, you know, you know, reality and the, the spaces of comfort or whatever, you know, it's, it's what you bring up, you know, like the Blizzard stuff, you know, like a year ago was just like, you particularly it's a hundred things, you know, it was horrible, you know, yeah. just absolutely horrible. And it's weird looking back. Because the Blizzard stuff, you know, that you know, talking about the games, and talking about you know, product, and you know, even some ways, just you know, our fandom and going to Blizzcons and missing Blizzcons. This is the stuff we always, you know, that underpinned like a lot of our, you know, conversations over the years. And what a weird—it's not weird, you know. What a tough turn, you know. um All that took, you know, when when things came out a year ago and you know, that, you know, all, all of the revelations and all that stuff, the lawsuits and all, you know, all that, it's like, you know, it's like we've, it, it, I think caused, you know, all of us to kind of step back and really think and chew and dwell on, you know, it's like things you take for granted things, you know, um, I don't even know how to put it, but I, but I, you know, I look back after, after a year, you know, as things have kind of, um, you know, we've all sat with this for a long time mm-hmm. and, you know, I recognized that, you know, there was, there was so much hurt, you know, um, and so much anger, you know, and, and in a lot of ways that it kind of always been there, it just hadn't been called out. And, you know, I, you know, thought about, you know, a lot of this for the past year. And, you know, it's like, I conclude that it was so important that all that, was made clear and dragged out into the sun you know that that people got to speak and you know talk about um their their stories and how they had been um treated um and how wrong it was Mm -hmm. uh, even at a place like blizzard you know we know obviously that it wasn't a uniquely blizzard issue you know it's you know kind of prevalent in the industry it is prevalent in in entertainment in general it's it it's really just been societal and that was a tough pill to swallow, um, but, but such an important moment, right? And, and I guess a year later, it's like, you know, I don't know that I have any stunning, you know, I don't have solutions to anything. I don't know how to fix anything other than kind of remembering the important takeaway, which shouldn't even be a takeaway. It should just be fundamental to who we are as people. It's like love is important. Treating with people with dignity is all important you know, just being good to each other. Right. It sounds stupid to say it out loud, but like, you know, I guess, you know, sometimes it's, I I don't know what it is. Do you you just get used to cultural norms? Do you just get used to being in a rhythm and you Mm -hmm. stop, you stop noticing, you know, you know, little moments where, you know, it's just, yeah. Right. And people are not being treated right. You know, so I, I do think that that, whole moment in time was super important and, and it was a good thing as tough as it was for everybody to go through the people that had been treated poorly you know and let alone all the people at blizzard you know just good good folks that didn't you know do anything wrong yes you know, so they had to live through all that too and right for all of that pain and confusion on all sides. Like it is a good thing that it occurred like little by little, we, you know, we get, we, we drag a little closer to a a better world to, you know, being more fair, being more conscious of each other.
0: I think it's kind of a, it's a form of grief that is unique in Blizzard's case. It feels unique because I think, I think the company and its work um, was held at at a standard Higher than maybe others, you know, when we hear about this stuff happening, you know, uh, in fact, I remember even my own biases kicked in. I remember hearing a, uh, about the problems at Riot, which was, at you know, ahead of all of this. And I remember at the time going, well, of course, you know, I can't even play League of Legends without a toxic experience. Bah, of course, it's right. You know, like you kind of have this like default, like whatever, move on. Primal no, reaction. No big deal. But when you hear Blizzard is involved in some stuff or that, you know, stuff went down there. Uh, In some of these ways and all those revelations you referred to, um, that felt different. That felt like, I don't know, it felt like it was happening within a family that I felt very close to. And um, I can't imagine how it felt for actual, you know, Blizzard family and people like you. But there's, I think it's a special kind of grief, a special kind of um, elevated sense of sorrow, of betrayal, of... Um, denial in the initial time you know like just that feeling I think was at least if not if not different at least amplified within our circles and it was impossible not to feel that it was just so you know and, and also this feeling of what can I do I don't know what to do about it and I guess the good news is this much time later I hear from people I mean, you can speak to this cause you, I know you still talk to a lot of people inter- internally, but I hear from a lot of people that things are improving, that this did make a difference that, you know, um, putting sunlight directly onto the problem was the painful right thing to do and it needed to happen. And because it happened, things are in a better place, heading to even better places like that, that does my heart good to hear that.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's, change is always tough. You know, it is often kind of, uh, this is maybe the wrong word, but like violent, you know, and I don't mean, you know, people socking each other, but just like (laughs) rough, rough transformation, you know. Um, And, you know, it's, I'm still, I'm still close to a number of people there. And, you know, I, I hear it anecdotally often, like it's, it's getting better, like the systems they put in place, you know, it's like people, people feel freer to speak their truth. And, you know, it's, it's just getting better. I've heard riot too. It's just a, just a softer, you know um, you know, gentler place to be, you know, blizzards a softer general place to be. And that's amazing. You know, little by little, you know um, change comes, you know, but you you have to keep, you know, you have to keep pushing, you know, like we were saying earlier, it's like, it was, it was so important that this happened and Mm -hmm. um, you know, however rough it was for, You know, whatever. It, it, I'm not even sure what my point was going to be there. I think it was, <laughs> however tough as it was going through. You know, it's like I, I just remember. It's it's about the folks who felt mistreated and were mistreated. Right. You know, and making sure that that happens. You know, it, I I want to say never happens again. But I mean, you know, human nature, right? But less and less and less and less, and increasingly, we're all just more conscious of of how the people around us are doing and, and taking care of people. And, you know, like I said, in that letter a year ago, just like stopping to ask, you know, stop, you know, stopping to be curious, um, you know, so the word so so that folks aren't blindsided, you know, by, by, by things, you know, it's, um, and of course, you know, there were a few that were, you know, you know, m- most people I talked to are like blindside. That's ridiculous. This has been in play, you know, um, I don't know in some ways it's just, it's,
0: that was it's probably, dark- that was probably hard to hear and even deal with because, you know, to, to, to find out where you've been, that there were, there were pockets of problems is one thing, but then to find out, well, yeah, it's been kind of systematic for a while and yeah. And still just- not really know about it. Like them, I, I I mean, I, I felt for you and others like you at the time because I just thought, man, now you're being presented with this. And then, you know, I this is not to say, oh, the poor the poor folks at Blizzard who didn't know it was going. It's not what I mean, but yeah. it's a it's another level of, oh, my gosh, dude, really? That that really has been had. That was 2011. I'm sorry. What? I was here then. To, you know, like I, I I thought about that a lot when that was all going down about what that must feel like to be a part of that of that place but not knowing that that was going on i'm not saying it's worse than the actual going on but it's pretty bad to not to have that feeling of like it really and i didn't know and i couldn't do anything and i could i have and you know you probably
1: all of that that calculus right and then just stepping back and be like i guess we weren't you know we really weren't who we thought you know um or were we? And it's it's isolate, It's like you go in this cycle spin of kind of questioning everything. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, as, as tough as th- that can be for folks, like those are good questions to ask. They're important questions to ask. You know, yeah. it's like you have to constantly, you know, it, maybe it, it's what it demands. It's like, you know kind of constantly just kind of stopping to breathe and ask the questions and, and feel out like, how are we doing? Who are we really, you know, how are we really performing? Um, You know, because I think, you know, especially a company like Blizzard that it had, um, you know, a lot of success over time. It's like, you know, you can get, I've I've talked about this before. There's a little hubris that comes with that. And um, like a, like a pridefulness of like, you know, right on, you know, we, you know, (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah. And, and I think that needs to be checked. It needs to be checked thoughtfully um, and often. Um, it's not impossible for sure, but I wonder that that factors into, into a lot of that too. It's like, yeah, we're doing good. It's all good. Everything's all good. you know, like, like, God, can we really stop to dig out? Like, is it,
0: you yeah. know, is it good? Sure. Um, uh, do you, from a creative standpoint, um, I, I, I'm making an assumption here, but it seems like you would probably feel for those who are still trying to build content, you know, build the games, build worlds, build creative uh, stuff that, you know, that Blizzard's certainly known for that, that is the reason that they are who they are and they have the status they have while this is going on. That must've been really hard. Like I, I see this new wow expansion coming out. Overwatch two just landed to some big success and, Things sound great for the new expansion, but I I also know that these are products that were being worked on while this hellscape was before us of not just these these uh, revelations of Blizzard, but the world state and the everyone's having to work from home for isolation and like I that boggles my mind that they're they were still they're still able to to hit those to high cut, marks plow
1: through and, and, and soldier through and still do the thing yeah right? still still produce yeah. art, you know, um, actually it's, it's so I, I, I that made me think of another point and, and let's come back to it, which is art in times of duress
0: yeah.
1: uh, is something I've, I've been thinking a lot about lately. Um, but, but just to comment to that specifically, like I'm in awe that they could still get it done and, and still take us for a ride as players through, through such a rough, time of transition um and soul searching you know it's like i I can't imagine i wasn't there you know and i don't know but you know i've heard anecdotes and things like it was pretty hard right um you know um and they they still came through you know and they're still putting out things that you know um are amazing you know i'm excited for Dragonflight. you know it feels like this kind of like coming home again type of expansion i'm super geeked up you know i'm looking forward to overwatch's uh PVE components. Uh, Oh God, just can't wait. I know.
0: I'm so excited. Like about
1: that. that I, I, I'm really inspired by, you know, all those folks pulling together even amidst all that confusion and all that anger. Um, and everything kind of, you know, just in internal pressures of, of change and they, they still pulled together, you know, and crafted their art. I, it, it's just, uh, that's hugely inspiring to me. And I guess, to that earlier point of just art in, in weird times, right? Yeah. Times of a people this is going to seem like a total, uh, beeline in another direction, but it'll come back around. Um, so pardon me for, for zigging or zagging here. Did you see that recent, this is going to sound completely psychotic. Did you see that recent Elvis film?
0: Oh no, not yet, but I want to the one with, um, uh, Tom Hanks as the Colonel or whatever. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen it yet. So-
1: so, that, so anyway, it, it, it's kind of an amazing film to watch. Just you know, in terms of cinematography and pacing and direction, and it, it's just a mesmerizing thing. But one of the themes that really came out towards the end that I thought was utterly tragic, and I'd never really considered before because I didn't, you know, just didn't have a, a high enough altitude view of events. But as you go, you know, this guy started as this just amazing artist, right? This real punk rock dude you know in the 50s he's playing effectively just you know black music he was this white kid that you know just loved this sound and was kind of this ambassador you know Mm -hmm. for this kind of music to the world you know the the rest of you know the rest of america right and it was dangerous stuff and and he there was a boldness to this guy doing you know he knew there would be consequences you know he's you know getting arrested and things like that Like just like, huh, you know, I never thought of him that way before. I thought it was just a totally manufactured, you know, you know. And then as you go through his story, you have, you know, the 60s playing out, you know, just a time of total societal upheaval, you know, uh, layer by layer, you know, uh, civil rights, you know, race relations, the economy, you know, know, hippies checking out. You have this just incredible time of um, tension and confusion. Yeah, and yeah. in those moments, you have all these artists kind of coming to the fore. You know, you know, it's like in a way, you know, kind of the Beatles and the Stones, but you know, Joplin and Hendrix and Dylan and just all, like all these people that were kind of synthesizing the the the, the times mm-hmm. and spitting back out just this incredible art that echoes, you know, about who we are and what we're about as people, and and you know, and it's like Elvis missed the '60s; he had this movie contract in Hollywood doing these terrible, terrible, <laughs> you know, each blanket, you know, movies. Right. Yeah. And this guy that might've had so much to say about, about who we were about, you know, um, just relating his people across race and culture lines or whatever. Like I, I, again, I don't know, you know, you know, but like, I was left like very sad watching that story, um, other than just how he ended and how he was, you know, treated by his, his manager all those years. But like, what if he had had something to say that that could have stepped into that moment and just been part of the times part of the discussion and, and really stepping away from the the Elvis anecdote it made me think a lot about artists in times of like real tension and real change you know and, and we i think back just the last three years or so as covid hit as as all of these you know you know, you know, you know riots and our red versus blue reality here in mm-hmm. Our country, you know, and all of the division and derision and tribalness um, that is that has become our new normal. Think of where we'd be without, you know, these amazing platforms of escapism that have, you know, come to the fore, you know, Disney Plus. It's like it's like we were all just mainlined into Disney Plus the last few years, Mandalorian (laughs) or whatever the shows. It's like it's like artists. It's like there's always art flowing or whatever. And I don't have any fast observations about the kinds of things. Like the thematic things that underpin all this art of the past few years. But, you know, it's like I look at Andor now as as an example of like, wow, it's really hitting on a number of themes and I'm enjoying it immensely. But just that overarching topic of artists showing up when things get really tight and kind of providing, you know, I don't know, know, like on one hand, you know, comfort and escapism. And then you know, thoughtful you know, uh, you know, kind of thoughtful observations about the times we live in, and just kind of going back to that Blizzard thing, you know, where, the, where they were able to kind of you know get these expansions out, and and you know, kind of still get the job done, and allow us to kind of fall into these interactive spaces where you know we can still connect, you know, we can still be part of like our gaming communities, you know, and 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 play through th- you know, thoughtfully rendered you know stories and worlds you know that like allow us to vent uh, you know allow us to just get out of the 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 sometimes scary and lonely you know rhythms of 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 our our COVID or post COVID reality, you know, it, it, I, I kept, I'm babbling now, but there no, was, this is, there, was I, I, there. there was a thought I, there. In the of all
0: this. <laughs> no, I like this. I like this a lot because, um, it's, it's, uh, well, I, I feel it feels near to me uh, to discuss what artists do when things are hard. Um, as, as a creator myself, um, with whatever limited audience I have, I feel like I did output during this time that was, Meaningful or more meaningful than usual, and I think this is just a human construct where we're like, "All right, things are weird. How do we show our humanity?" Well, people step up with music and with art and with painting and yeah. with with you know important uh, iconic moments, uh whatever the presentation or the format or the or the you know the the medium might be. And I, it's easy to get jaded and go, "Ah, oh, there's too many choices now. I don't want 15 streaming services. May as well have cable again." You know, like people can get annoyed by that sort of thing um and yes maybe we're you know it's an embarrassment of riches at the moment and perhaps there's a bubble but but i still think this is a this is like a natural human thing that many capitalize on i don't want to i'm not ignoring that um but uh it's a human thing for us to say look you need this song and and you will feel better or you need this song and you'll feel worse because you're you're actually wanting to you know, deal with your fear or your pain or your yeah. whatever. And I yeah. think that's really a valuable thing to at least acknowledge. It is for me, because, you know, I also think Andor is insanely good and didn't expect it. Um Star Wars has played it pretty safe up till now, at least with the movies. Um uh-huh. and so I thought, well, how you know, is this really going to be as meaty as it seems like on the surface and it and it has been and more. Um but I actually think that some of that is 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 a whether they know it or not, it's a collective artistic response. A lot of people are, you know, come together to make a production like that, but they're collectively kind of expressing feelings that are shared by a whole lot of other people. And on the one hand, if you just want to be entertained, great, that's there for you. But it also goes places that 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 you know ask questions about current society and norms, and maybe where some of society is headed and where other sides are not, and I think that's all really good for us in the in the long run, and I admire it when under that kind of duress, people can do great output. And look, I don't think you, I don't think Chris or I are saying, uh, "Boy, it's sure great that Kodak and all his cronies were able to pump games out during this time." That's not what we mean. No, we mean like, "Hey, I'm really yeah. glad that artist who graduated." you know college and immediately interned at blizzard and just got the job of their life and they love it and they love to draw and that's all they want to do and their concept art led to the new brand new expansion in hearthstone or whatever like yeah. those are the people i'm talking about
1: yeah it's it's a beautiful thing i mean yeah well ultimately we're talking about business and the colossal machineries of of you know corporate output you know like you know and and by the way, all of that is necessary, right? Um, right. But it can be, you know, uh, you know, abused at the at the highest echelons and whatever, you know. Right. Um, the cyberpunk overdrive, you know, corporations, <laughs> you know, running our lives, right? Is is scary? Yeah. But but you know, through the machineries, right? There are there are wonderful, you know, passionate, you know, craftsmen actually making these things with their hands and their minds and their industry. And, you know, that's, it is a beautiful thing, you know, and, and we, we've said many times, it's like the, the fact that anything comes out of any of these industries through all of these hands and through all of the, the roadblocks and the perils and the, you know, the, you know, uh, all, all of the ways things can go left that any product comes out, you know, in a distilled way. Right with a voice, you know, any product that comes out and just delights people at all is a miracle, yeah. right? It's, it's so hard just to make things and get it through the conveyor belts, right. Of, of, you know, all the layers of, of construction.
0: Yeah. And, um, and today of I, all I, times where there's millions of pieces of competition fighting everybody for time and air oh, and, you know, let
1: alone, you know, let, let alone, you know it's, it's, it, it is an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I, I may not love everything that comes out, but I love that it's coming out. Um, yeah. you know, we talk about, what do we talk about these days? Is it, what's the term franchise? Uh, exhaustion. Oh, is
0: that the, yeah. Term? Uh, um, oh, now they yeah. there's a, there's a common phrase for this. I can't think of what it is. Maybe that's you it.
1: my head, right? But that, you know, yeah. Too, much, power,
0: too Fra- much. Is it franchise
1: I've had too much, uh, Star Wars or whatever it's like, uh, yeah, I'm, it's like, we, you know, it's like we're old enough to remember when we didn't get any of this, right? Like, <laughs> we were just, you know, like. We're waiting, just you know, just waiting decades, yeah, uh, for the ideas we love to, to come back to us. And now we live in a time where, where rings of power, man. You know, there's all these people pissed off, and I, like I get it that it you know it takes liberties with the appendices, by the way, which which you know six months beforehand, no one you know bothered to read, right? Like, right. <laughs> and I'm watching them. I, I I don't know what your policy is on spoilers or whatever, but like, oh. They just created Mount Doom. I mean, I, I was watching this, some of these scenes, just going, "Holy crap!" They're swinging for the fences, right? <laughs> like, yeah. and suddenly I'm not all that concerned with with treating the appendices like holy dogma. It's like I'm on the ride, man, and it's and it's things that I've never seen before, even thought about before, in terms of my fandom of Lord of the Rings. And suddenly, it's like okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. we're all alpha geeks and we can poke holes in anything. Right. It's like, it's like, it's part of our culture as geeks to, to, you know, to, to poke holes in everything. Right. Um, so really we We have a very weird subculture, right. And part of the rules is you ingest all this stuff and then you, you, you break things down, you know, and pick out all the flaws and, you know, bemoan that it didn't go this way or that way. It's, it's just, part of the fabric of being nerds together Yeah. and how we we jam and how we relate over these ideas that we love and i think sometimes it's easy to get lost in that but the shit but it's again it's like going back to that idea of just stopping to breathe and appreciating the the joy you get out of a thing <laughs> and, and what a miracle it is that exists at all yeah uh, i find myself feeling that all the time you know it's like you know um trying to get the kids to watch Andor, they're like, ah, it's a little slower paced or it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a slow burn, you know, star Wars is this, this rollicking fantasy. I kind of want a little more, I need a little more kinetic energy and I'm kind of going, oh man, it's the, it's the, <laughs> it's the, enjoy the ride, yo. And then, and then like when it starts to really kind of kick up as it has, it's like, it's so enjoyable, you know? And, and, uh, I don't the know. Sh- I don't know.
0: The it, show's it, doing a really good job of earning its kinetic energy toward the end. You know what I mean? Like I I respect that because if you jump straight to it, there's very few examples of where that works. The only example I ever think of that where that works, where you can jump to it and let's go and it works 100% all the way through is Fury Road, which is a a piece of art in its own way.
1: It wants to be, you know, it's gloriously honest in that that's what it is, right? Like there is deeper theme and resonance, you know, just, just under the surface of everything, but it's not... It's not overly concerned about it. That's a meal you can have for yourself later. Um, Enjoy it even deeper, but it's like, it's just gloriously kinetic. Oh my gosh. You've
0: said it better than I, I'm obsessed with that movie. And I talk about it all the time. People hate it because I bring it up all the time, but um, I I love it. And I just watched it again recently. I watched it about once every couple of months and uh, you said it perfectly and I've had a hard time explaining it, but it is that thing you can go just be blasted in the face with and then go later and have the meal by yourself and and dig deeper let your imagination go let that world build you know from simple statements like oh the bullet farm we're not going to show you what that is but you're gonna you're gonna wonder and then your brain's gonna build out this whole cool story about it because that's what george miller's good at and oh man
1: good stuff does right like it 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 trickles more of itself over time you know.
0: it's weird to find a movie like that comforting, which is what I find it now. It's so funny, dude. You
1: know, I, I, <laughs> I get what I never had. I, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that. I know exactly what you mean, but I had never thought of that, but I, I get that, you know, it's like, it just is what it is and it's simplicity, but it's simplicity is deceptive. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, that's the good, the good works of art, right. They, yeah. they resonate in unexpected ways.
0: Absolutely. Even the modern stuff. Um, do, you, do you think, I mean, just kind of to put a pin on some of this Blizzard stuff, do you think that BlizzCon returns at some point? Like if you had to bet or guess, you know, do you think that 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 coming to that particular coming together, which originally was only really put off by COVID, but then later sort of cemented by uh, these problems, given that, you know, other other conventions and cons have gone on to, you know, or reopen and do their thing. Do you think that's ever, um, in the plan again? What do you think?
1: You know, I I don't know. Um, as a fan of the games and as a member of that community, you know, as, as a player and also obviously as, you know, um, I don't know how to frame this, but as someone who deeply loves that place, um, I hope it comes back. Yeah. Um, It's like the world's changed so much in such a short amount of time. You know, Um, I hope it comes back. And here's why. When you go, right, there's kind of two elements of BlizzCon. There's kind of physically being there and interacting with real people, the real community on the ground, actually shaking hands and and, and hearing from people, hearing their story, where they're from, what what they dig, what they delight in and whatever was shared that weekend. And then there's this other component, which is more of just kind of when you're not physically there, but it's on the internet and you get to see all the cool stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that's cool and, and necessary. You're running a business. You got to tell people about your new product, right? That's, you know, but there's a lot of ways to do that. But, but the first bucket of actual human interaction, feeling the energy, you know, f- feeling people's energy I- individually. I think is so important and I think it was such a miraculous thing that maybe in ways was unique to BlizzCon. I've been to a lot of cons, you know, in, in different industries and
0: I agree. Yeah.
1: You know, companies throw in their own events and like they they all have different kind of vibe and, and they're fun, right? I love Comic-Con. I love, you know, just being in line, waiting to have, you know, my book signed or, or being in line and buying the exclusive, you know, giant transformer that year, you know, with the foil, you know, metal parts, right? (laughs) Whatever it is, (laughs) there's something about being there and being part of the energy and the excitement, right? And expressing your inner or outer geek. That's critical. But, but under the hood of that, Kind of going to what we were talking about earlier, you know, there's the way we look at these brands or these companies, right? There was the way people looked at Blizzard. Yeah. And at one level, there's kind of the the macro. I, I play these games and it makes me feel a certain way. Or I watch developer diaries or I, I read these blogs from, you know, guys like Kaplan. And I. it's like you kind of build this picture in your head of, of who these people might be. And what they think of what they're building, what they think of you playing it, you know, and, and there is fundamentally a relationship there. It is a community, not just players to players, but players to developer. Um, that's holy ground, right? Like, and I, and I do think for many years, uh, you know, Blizzard did that really well. And BlizzCon was a core part of that, like actual interaction. Um, and so I think... I think the loss of that, especially given the, the events of like last year, for instance, where that relationship was so profoundly disrupted Yeah. and, and this disconnect from your community that is suddenly like, Whoa, it, isn't that who you were? Who are you? You know, yeah. I would argue that Blizzard absolutely is still that company that loves their community, that loves their products. Like it, it, it is, it is, there's no question in my mind. And the idea of getting some of that relationship back and being there and, and, and maybe even this is weird, right. But like standing in that confusion and maybe you don't have answers for all these, you know, these things a year ago, and there's no easy answers to anything, but standing in that space and, 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 and relating again. um, Feels, I don't know how to put this. It feels very healing to me, you know, like, there, it's like an issue of presence, you know, uh, more than just schlock and product, you know, which is cool, you know, uh, and talking about the big new things, just being present in that way. Um, I wonder it could, could be very profound, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know where they're at. I'm not, you know, I'm not privy to that kind of stuff. And, you know, the, the world's changed. Like a lot of these shows went digital or, or web based, you know, um, mm-hmm. When did they and all that, come that back? Seemed to, that know?
0: seemed to be more, uh, stuck around more than I thought it would. Like Nintendo was already doing this before all this yeah. um, with their directs and stuff and it pulled out of keynotes at E3s and things like that. But, you know, E3 itself took a huge hit and they're starting to try to have the physical events again, but they're not going well. Um, you know, like
1: PAX and, you know, Gen Con, you know, like just all these big shows, right? Like, yeah. you know, they, they're you know, kind of starting to come back or, you know, many of them. and sure. But they're small scale and, you know, it's... Yeah, but... but you know, generally, there's just something really profound about physical presence, you know, with other human beings. You I know, think, in particular,
0: at BlizzCon, and like you and you, you said this earlier, but I, I would reiterate, there was an extra few steps of something awesome about BlizzCon. Always, I felt it every time I went. All those ten years of going, whatever it was, and uh, the the absence of it, I feel it every time. It would have been last weekend. Uh, had the dates held, which is really weird to feel, but, um, you know, I think this is part of the reason that everybody was so sad and taken aback and angry and everything else about the revelations a year or so ago was because I think BlizzCon's partly responsible for the heightened sense of, we thought we knew what this was and it's not quite what we thought it was and so the it felt like more it felt like more deception than uncovering of a terrible thing and then trying to do yeah and i whether that's fully justified by us as players or not that's the world established by in large part by blizzard and by in our part by how we follow them and it's it's partly because blizzard makes no crappy games. They make amazing games every time out of the gate. It's always polished. It's always fun. They always do right by players. So that already had high esteem for a lot of people. And I think that you add all of those things together. And I think that's the, that's the equation that made it harder um, to take it all. You know, I know I, I, I definitely felt it more for that than almost any other thing. And I've got fandom for all sorts of stuff and they've all, and then plenty of those other things have had stumbles and problems and issues, but I kind of, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'll move past, you know, I don't know why it was so much more hard with Blizzard, but I think that's, I think that's a common thing with a lot of players. I think that's a common thing for a lot of the employees. And I think it's just, it, it was, it was special. And I think can be again, but that healing takes time, whether it involves BlizzCons or not, I don't know. Um, But I, I'm with you. I would, I would love to see that part of it come back. Um, Cause I think, that I think there's real healing there or there can be, it's also, you know, where some nasty stuff went down. So, you know, we, we, they, 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 I want that to be a, a part of the thinking moving forward. How do we make this the, the safest, best possible event for all people there? Yeah. So,
1: you know, so- think about it like, it's like a brand relating to its, audience it's it's fans it's customer base like whatever term is right it's all it's all at once right i, I think about right. that you know whether you're you know um you know i watch you know kind of how you know um what I just read an article this morning about like watsy and how they're handling inclusivity and you know just making sure that their content you know isn't <clears throat> there's not like landmines they didn't anticipate you know that might you know upset a lot of people i mean we we're watching a lot of companies try and kind of handle this type of, of moment, you know, with their content, with right. their, you know, internal processes and things. And
0: yeah, this is an interesting time to be recording, given what's happening on Twitter right now. But yeah. It's a, oh,
1: no, it's wow, man. Yeah. yeah just, what a yes. Fascinating <laughs> moment. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's,
0: it's, really, a, it's, it's a great. car. It's a car wreck. I'm having a hard time turning away from, but anyway, you know,
1: it's, it's, it's it, and I think about a lot of these things and examples we've seen over the years and, and, and certainly Blizzard, you know, like, uh, you know, I, and I think I I I try to take a couple steps back and, and just think about people, like ha, 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 how we do as just people to each other. For, for instance, I mean like real relationships, you know, friends of yours or significant others or family members. And like what is the dynamic? It's 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 a thousand different ways things play out, as as varied as people are varied, right? But like when there's breakdowns in relationship, you know. It, it it only kind of goes a couple of different ways, right? right. You know, right. And, you know the the you know the bitterness and mistrust overwhelm and there's a, a total lapse of relationship. You know, like, you know, kids that haven't spoken to their parents in, you know, decades or whatever. You know, there's that's the real horrible instances of that, all the way to the other end of the spectrum. in in, in just unique relationships is just having the courage to step back into someone's space and you know, um, kind of own, you know, you know, things you've done, things you said, whatever, and, and try and step into that space and hope for healing and reconciliation and, and, you know, to make things better. It's like, we all screw up, you know, we're all kind of knucklehead people at the end of the day. And, and I guess these big, big brands, big people, it's, they're, they're all full of just regular folks too, you know, True. <laughs> like oh. all these big brands we kind of worship, you know, and, and idolize. It's like, you know, they're full of, you know, um, people just like us. And it's, it's like, it, it takes courage to step into a space where that it's uncertain and that you're, you're facing someone's anger or, or disappointment, right. It takes courage to step into that and, you know, ask, you know, um, to be in relationship again, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, God, we all of uh, everyone hearing this, is like, we, we you can, you know, count, you know, any number of instances in our lives where we've had to, you know, step back into it, and it's super hard. Yeah. And sometimes the move isn't doing it. You know, it's
0: right. Uh, and sometimes reconciliation, we just sometimes yeah, recon- we just- reconciliation doesn't just come. You know, you gotta. It's, it's hard. yeah, it takes time. Things. It takes healing. It takes cooperation. It yeah. takes a million things.
1: And It's not just one conversation. It's not just saying one magical thing. It's like you know, you you have to keep choosing to forgive. You have to keep choosing to ask for forgiveness, you know, in, in, in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, I, I think about that kind of stuff when I think about, you know, moments like this where, where, you know, it's like our hearts get broken and, you know, and we're disappointed and we're you know all the way to like, just outraged, just flat out outraged, you know? And what do you do next? You know, when, when outrage is, has played out, you know, like, right. um, or it's gone on long enough, you know, it's like, This is kind of, this is so stupid, but it popped into my head. It's like, this is this whole Ouroboros thing to me. Like what it means to me is like, is like the things we carry, you carry it long enough. You just start kind of eating yourself, you know, it's it's, (laughs) apropos and nothing. Right. But I'm fascinated by these types of ideas. I'm the kind of person that's had, you know, kind of lifelong issues. And, um, only in the past number of years, it's like, I finally started, you know, to, to get hold of them and see that I don't have to keep, you know, eating my own tail, uh, in that way. And, and I hope that for everybody, you know, it's like, you know, uh, just peace, you know, and peace with others, you know, it's, it's, uh, life can be absolutely fucking exhausting, especially in the times that we live. And I think we were talking about it earlier. It's just like, it sounds so naive and so stupid to say, but like kindness and gentleness and compassion Mm -hmm. are, Imagine these times without any of it, right? Oh, imagine gosh. these times like what when when it's so easy to see the anger and 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 outrage and the wrongs that are done and the differences between us and all of these things that play out and literally you know pull f- f- out into our streets, you know right these are weird ass times and and it's just the idea of being having some humility and some compassion and stopping to breathe and stopping to really consider others, you know, um, is, can make all the difference, um, in our daily lives, you know, yeah, um, I, and certainly, I believe in the macro and that may be super naive. We talked it before it's like one day will we have this shining Star Trek future, but <laughs> we're just kind of, where we're just kind of good to each other for the most part. I hope so money and these systems and classes and all this, all the constructs of, of, of our times are, are just kind of put aside and we're we're just trying to be decent, noble people. Uh, You know, I, I don't know, man, you know, it's, it's easy to be cynical in these times, but I know the difference from here to now somehow has to start with just being, you know, humble and, and honest, you know, about ourselves and, and, things we do, things we say, how that affects others, you know, and, and, striving to treat everyone just fairly and with dignity, you know, like, good Lord, I feel like I'm off the reservation. Um, but, but, <laughs> I, I, and I know it's naive, but I think these things are fundamental to us surviving. not, not, and I'm not, I don't mean that in a sci-fi way. Uh, although, you know, come on, but just day to day, yeah. day to day in our living rooms, day to day, over our Zoom calls, you know, day to day, you know, yep. it's easy to get pissed. It's super hard to move past spaces of anger and heal. You
0: yeah, know, it's um, way harder, and, way and way still, harder,
1: and still step into people that have disappointed us. So that's that's the stuff I think about. Um, I don't know if we've gone way, you know, off. You know,
0: no, this is. I think this. All is all all I love this this discussion because uh, first of all, this is. Uh, I keep saying the word cathartic, but it is for me because. I'll be honest, I've, you know, when this all went down, I really didn't have uh, an outlet. I mean, I have outlets, certainly public outlets, but I, and I've let my opinions be known on those outlets, but I haven't really been able to like hash it out, you know, like really talk to somebody about it. This is really the first time, you know, like I've had plenty of little micro conversations here and there about things, but I haven't had like the real meaty sort of where am i at now what's my mentality about all of this now you know yeah. how much of my identity was wrapped up in i make content about blizzard and this makes me really angry why well you know are some of those reasons selfish probably and i that's something i you know like i would like to come to grips with some of it is is not that but then trying to figure out what what feelings are or aren't is tricky and you know I guess what I'm saying is, I think this catharsis I'm having will be. I think it will be shared. I think listeners are going to feel that way as well. Uh, a little bit about some of this stuff. And look, <clears throat> the overarching theme to me is tough times. What do we do to rise above it? Uh, in particular, how can we do that creatively? We have a lot of people who listen to this show who are, you know, consider themselves creatives. And there's never been a time more now than ever where anybody with an idea can do it. And there's not a lot of block blocking. There's not a lot blocking their entry.
1: Barriers to entry to like, just, just doing your art, sharing who you are. Right. It's like, I think about overwatch, right? Like this. Fuck it. The world needs heroes. Yeah. The world needs artists. It needs people sharing who they are, giving their, their, their energy and their love out. However, whatever shape that takes, it's like now's it's like now's the time right like yeah, yeah everyone doesn't have to love everything you know what i mean it's like and here's another one you know that, that i had to think a lot about the past number of years not everybody has to love what you do yeah but you do you <laughs> do you know like i've really had to come to this space of you know so all those years at blizzard i was so obsessed about um it's like, what is being a people pleaser in the macro, right? It's just so terrified of people not liking these games or, 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 or being put off or, or it just, it not working. Right. Like just, it was all about, and there was a, a, an underpinning of like, you know, you know, but I also want to say what I want to say and express what I want to express and be an artist. Right. But the past couple of years, you know, working on, you know, um, you know like ouroboros for instance it's like i've had to really come back to the core of like why am i doing this at all mm-hmm. you know and, and 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 it's like i had to reconnect with this idea like the kid i was you know it's sitting you know almost days on end with my rickety little drafting table in my, in the in the bedroom in my parents house just drawing mm-hmm. right just book and ideas, notebooks full of names, full of apostrophes and strange vowel, you know, vowel sounds and notebooks full of worlds. Right. I did it because it was my joy. And maybe one day there was a thought that someone else might see that stuff, but maybe not. And and really probably not.
0: And it didn't matter. Right.
1: But (laughs) it didn't matter because I needed to get those things out. You know, like, uh, and I'm one of the very few lucky people on this earth that actually got to get some of those ideas out, you know, to, to real people, you know, and, um, and connect in that way. Um, But you have to love what you're doing for you, you know? And, and I've always said, if you love the thing, there's someone out there that's going to get you and hear you and feel you and, and be, you know, edified in some way and just appreciate what you've made. And, and that's what keeps the wheels moving. You know, it's like, what does art do societally, right? It's, like it's just these touch points that touch our hearts, that touch our minds, that cause us to think, that cause us to chew, that just give us enjoyment uh, and maybe a little escapism, right? Like now's, now's one of those times where we need, we need that yeah. desperately, I think not, not, not escapism in terms of like pure escape. Like I don't want to deal with my day. Right. It's that, that ain't healthy. Right, but escapism in doses where it's like you can go and blow off steam, you know. Uh, you know, I can pound my enemies as Reinhardt and just you kind of, you know, just kind of lose it in that for a while, and and then be ready to come back and engage, you know, with reality or whatever. Sure. Like the, it's like little micro vacations away from you know the stresses of life. Sometimes it's that simple, you know. And heaven forbid it has something to say. Heaven forbid you, you know step out into everything you're feeling and observing about the world and pour it into something that someone else might feel, you know, it's, it's holy ground.
0: Yeah, you know? it really is. I'm speaking of which, I'm really curious about how things are going with Ouroboros. I assume, I, I mean, we're, we're at the shiny tip now, right? I mean, this is it. You're shipping yeah, stuff. It's, you it's,
1: it's an interesting phase. Um and it's been an interesting, um, couple years with Warchief. Um, you know, you know, we, we started out with, you know, the kind of grand plans and, you know, for, for any number of reasons, um, you know, at, at this point, it's just, it's just kind of me working at home yeah. <laughs> uh, in a really weird way. Um, I think, I think kind of, you know, building a team up again and being a boss and doing the small business thing and, uh, you know, accounting for, you know, just, just payroll and insurance policies and all this stuff. I think, I was starting to get the speed wobbles again a little bit and, you know, so we had had a series of discussions and wound up kind of simplifying what it is. Um, and I, Oh man, I, it, it's like, I'm so much happier, you know, um, in the simplification, you know, learned a lot of lessons. And so here we are, uh, you know, at the end of 22 and Ouroboros is largely shipped, you know, we're still waiting. I guess there's some EU regions that there's some, there's some customs issues, um, with EU, you know, bringing international product in, so I'm not sure how that's all playing out. It's not just us, but for the most part, it's out in the wild, right? And um, so now my, you know, dumbass is trying to figure out how to do customer service, which <laughs> I have, uh, let's say, very limited understanding of how to do that and do it well. So it's it's interesting, you know, as this thing's going out, um, you know, there's still some, th- there's work to be done. There's a whole other phase it's entering now, but. I am so delighted that this thing exists in the world. You know, Ouroboros is something that, you know, I I I built with my friends when you know, we were kids, you know, up through uh, almost a uh, concurrent to getting hired at Blizzard is when we, you know, um it it tapered off, but this is an idea that's been close to my heart all my life. Mm-hmm. Um and so to see it go out and I don't know what anybody thinks of it yet. It's too too early. I hope people dig it. But What a joy and what a gift, you know, to have been able to do this thing and, and to have had that time at Warchief, you know, with this amazing little team, you know, that, you know, these folks helped me achieve one of my great bucket list things. And it's like, I'm eternally grateful and it was amazing fun, you know, and, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what the future holds, right? Like it's, it's, it's like, I'm back to this point of just kind of taking things one day at a time. And Mm -hmm. Uh, try not to overcommit myself and just have fun and remember that the things I put my hands and mind to like, I need to love, you know, um, and it's okay to do it for myself. It's like at at long last, it's like, it's okay to be in these spaces, a little selfish, I guess I would say. Um, not in an asshole kind of way, but just like, remember that, like, when it becomes other than just doing the thing out of passion like it things can get a little wonky and i i'm i'm so thankful that you know even here i'm in a position to be able to kind of simplify without you know uh, massive disruption um it, it has been a hell of a learning experience for well, sure I'll bet uh,
0: I'll bet yeah i mean having you know i, I kind of do things in a very similar way everyone's always like scott why don't you hire 12 people to help do all the stuff that's hard or that's a pain or whatever And I always say, I don't know, man, this old quote from a metal band, I think it was, maybe it was Puddle of Mud. It was somebody, some old metal band. uh, The singer once said, I would rather sell 10,000 albums and own it than 20 million albums and someone else own my stuff. Yeah. And. That's a, a part of it, but also a part of it is, uh, you know, just hearing you say things like insurance, <laughs> like like all that stuff, it just makes me go, oh my gosh, that's why, there's a reason I don't, I, I try yeah. to be the as one man as possible about this stuff, and it's not, it's not us it's not selfish in the sense that people, like you said, it's not like a-hole selfish, it's like a, uh, it's like, um, I don't know. It's like, it's like I'm part of, I'm part of our big capitalistic world and I'm doing a thing that pop probably capitalism allows me to do, but I don't want to next level that part of it. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Yeah,
1: I just, no, I, I, I completely get that. You know, it's like I look back and I think I was a little naive. Um, it, it like, Oh yeah, it'll be fine. You know, the complexity of just basically, just basic business stuff and being a boss of people again, like it, it uh it took me back to uh dark places um even even though the project was fun and everybody was brilliant right you know it's hard it's 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 hard you know um being a boss being you know um
0: some people are really good at it my hat's off to them i just am not that guy yeah Uh, yeah, i love that kind of thing and sure
1: you know it's just uh you know it 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 ran its course. I'm so thankful of It's like, I'm just, I'm have the fondest memories of of the last number of years and just uniquely what it was. And, you know, but I'm kind of, you know, interested in the next phase of the adventure too. It's like, you know, I feel like it's really weird. I feel like I'm on a bubble of a, and I don't know what this looks like, but just like a new kind of creative energy, um, that I didn't know about myself. Yeah. like got freed of these constructs that I had made in my head about what it's about. And I I think part of war chief early on was like, I kind of longed to have that, uh, a kind of blizzard feel again, like, like be part of a team, um, jam with folks every day and, you know, build things with, with others. Like I love that. Right. There's a part of me that just, you know, and so I wanted very quickly to kind of put something like that together in, in structurally, but, you know, there's, there's a cost to those kind of things. And I, I think I, I had to take a hard, honest audit of, of what that cost meant to me, um, mentally, spiritually, whatever. Um, and as much as I, I, I love and in, enjoyed my teammates, it's like, I, I'm just different, you know, um, these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it does feel, I mean, you know, you know, pull out the dictionary, while, while you can say it's kind of selfish to pull it all back. Um, you know, it, it was also what I needed. Because I would have made those people crazy as I started, (laughs) you know, devolving into, you know, this other person again. And it's like I fought hard to get free of the constructs that I I had created for myself at Blizzard. I fought hard to get free of what I had made it into in my mind and in my heart. I I was kind of trapped in a role that I had constructed. Mm -hmm. And to see that happening again, you know, when stress and circumstance start coming into play, it's like I start becoming that guy again, worrisome and stressful. And I bring that home into my living room. And I'm like, as much as I love, you know, Ouroboros or whatever else we might make, like it, today it's not worth it. You know, it's not worth driving others crazy. It's not worth driving myself crazy. And maybe the right move is to just simplify and lay it down, you know, it's as much as it makes me happy on other fronts. And that was tough, but yeah. like, yeah. but I know that it was right. Um, it was the right move. Uh, You know, so I can, I can report as of this morning, you know, I, I, I'm so happy, so happy in my life. I feel balanced. I feel creative. I feel like I'm a present husband and dad, you know, like a a whole human being, you know, it's like, you know, you work on that every day. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for it. You know, it's never, you know, you're always, you're always growing and changing and and go figure life is always throwing you more curveballs. But I, it's like, I feel like I can stand in my choices with more comfort at this phase of my life, you know, and, and, and just know that, you know, I'm not, I'm not caught in Ouroboros loops anymore. Um, And that's a hell of a thing, you know?
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I did not even thought about it as a, as a, as a, it's kind of a metaphor for where, where you found yourself for a long time. You were in the loop.
1: The Ouroboros thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I, I look at that cover and it's like, no one would ever know. Well, I guess I'm saying it out loud now. It's like, I look at that, painting on the front mark gibbons you know he's a good friend and one of my favorite artists like i can't believe he agreed to paint this image for me but like since i was a kid this image in my head and it represented you know i don't know you know substance abuse and you know family traumas and and you know um generational echoes of 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 things you know um Oh, God, you know, where the classic, you know, Euroboros, right, it's pronounced a different way, where the classic is an ancient symbol, actually, it's it's relatively positive, you know, of of rebirth and degeneration and cycles. And, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a negative, um, you know, the, the serpent symbol by itself, you know, the, the ancient caduceus, it's biblical, right? It's actually, it's a type of, uh, what would you call it? You know, he, he, you know, represents human failure or evil or sin or something like that. But when held up and looked upon can be healing, you know, um, in, in a lot of ways. I'm fascinated by the symbol of the the medical symbol of the caduceus, you know, which is healing, but it's actually kind of Old Testament in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's actually, you know, uh, actually it was later on more of, a you know, the, the Greeks, you know, held it as in, in a different light. So I'm fascinated by the symbol, but to me personally looking at it, it's like I've just poured out all of my worst things into a single image. Granted, Mark painted it, and I don't think he had an idea of any of this. And there it is on this book cover that I've just put into the world. It yeah. is wild.
0: He, he me. captured it, it really wild. well. Did you? Uh, sorry, I, maybe I have the wrong. But did you do the? You did the narration for the book, right? Or oh, the, for the audio
1: for yeah, the audio yeah, book. Yeah, How'd that go? That
0: sounds like a lot of work to me.
1: You no, know, dude, it was amazing. Um, it was super hard. It's one of the one of the funnest. Uh, not funnest. Let me pull that back. That's funny that the word fun just came out of my mouth. What I was thinking was terrifying (laughs) and difficult. That's so funny. Um, It was really hard um, in terms of, it's just a completely different level of concentration. And um, I mean, there's things that go into it. It's like I've been doing like little character voices for years, you know, Mm -hmm. little tiny little snippets of dialogue that often you're not even in the room with the other actor to do, you know, just little video game lines and Sure. I don't want to get out of this chicken shit outfit, right? Like that, like <laughs> those, you can bang out by the hundreds. Right. Right. Uh, and and there were some moments with the thrall character that were, you you know, uh, it's like, I could step back and went, dude, I think I acted that well. I can't believe it. Right. Yeah. I'm no actor, but like there were, there had been moments with thrall where I'm like, Oh, you know, like I was so proud that I was able to kind of step up to some of these moments, but this was utterly unlike any of that. Right. It's like, I'm, I noticed a couple minutes in. How do you control your spit? It's like as you're going, you're, you're reading whole paragraphs at a time, yeah. and doing everything you can do not to mispronounce proper terms, mispronounce just even simple words. Keep it metered. Hit the inflection. Uh, you know, uh, you know, and just plow through these you know very long, complex sentence structures. And my mouth is filling up. I'm sorry to gross people out. It's like, oh my God, what do I do? I can't stop to there's no (laughs) no splatoon up in here, right? It was just like whole new, you know, level. But we plowed through it. It was a long haul, right? It was like, you know, three or four hours a day for two weeks straight. Uh, it was like a really weird coming out of a tunnel by the end of it. Mm. And then I don't know how it came out. It's like, am I too earnest? Is the (laughs) voice it's like are people just gonna drone out? Like I have no idea. Mm. But I'm so stoked that I got to do it. I, th- I think it's going to be one of those things. I'm going to be so proud that I got to be in on, you know, um, as the years go by, because uh, I so love this story. It's like, this is my friends and me, right? Like we, the story, the book is called Under the Sun. And it's it's literally the story of the campaign we played. It was this, our second campaign. So maybe like late nineties, mm-hmm. no nope, early nineties. And it's like, there were moments reading this book where like, You know, you're plowing through. You know, you're trying to make it dramatic or whatever. And there were moments where I literally welled up with tears and my throat constricted and I couldn't even say the line. And and they surprised me, man. They just they. It's like a snake, you know, just lashes up and bites you. And I'm like, holy shit! And I would have to stop. And the director's like, "Uh, What did you? You know, are you cool? I'm like, Yeah, cool. You know, no, no, you know. (laughs) Um, But it's like this story and and certain of its beats mean so much to me, and so so getting to voice it is very special you know i hope, 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 hope the folks that check it out dig it but it's like uh man it's it, it's so personal to me oh i bet
0: yeah that's so much work and i think you're underselling yourself on the thrall stuff there was um well certainly like you're very in rin in the legion cinematic still one of the most meaningful touching uh characterizations of anyone in that game ever and, you know, I know you had, you had directors and coaches and all the stuff, you know, that they do for VO and whatever. But I thought you knocked that crap out of the park. That was My son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I came to really love Varian over time. You know, it's like in the early days, you know, we were doing the, the comic and, you know, Logosh, you know, the, the wolf, you know, and like, you know, he's a gladiator. And it's like, you know, I thought he was cool. You know, um, but really over time, especially in those in in, in, as Legion played itself out, I really really, I I love this guy, you know, like he he did become like this humanized hero, you know, Um, and not just this train wreck character that, you know, was just this over macho kind of, you know, super warrior. Right. Like I. I think we found some humanity in him. And oh was, I agree was
0: there was there was a time early on it' was like oh a scar on his face he's just may as well be Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the, like it just there were in, in some ways it was very two dimensional but for some reason uh, well for many reasons I think in in Legion that got fleshed out to a, a point where I went oh all right he's not just the angry scarred up face dad of a whiny kid he's you know there's meaning to all of that I oh, mean that was such a cool what, you
1: a know cool. what, I, you know what I think it was mm. over time. Um, it was fatherhood, you know, yeah. it was, it was bending and leaning into how his son saw him and saw the world and what he wanted for his son. It's like, that's where I started to kind of relate to him. You know, um, how cool is that? How cool is that? You know, yeah, it's really cool. I, I, I just, I, I, I tripped. Don't you, you think know? the tri-
0: best stories always come down to that? I think about like every Pixar movie hinges on f- familial, uh, connection.
1: Almost everything is, Everything is family, yeah and it always know.
0: is it's crazy to me, I mean there's just something to learn there because you you think, oh, andor's going in new places and we're not used to a star Wars, yeah, but at the end of the day it's about family, whether you're related to them or not, like yeah. it just always comes down to this every time, yeah. <laughs> and we don't get sick of it for a reason, I think it's because it's it's a base survival thing you know we need it we need our we need our supporters, we need to support those we bring into the world, we have to feed them and you know, keep them clean and and alive. And then they go on and later you need their help again. And, you know, I think it's, it's no, it's no crazy idea that all of our, our, our creative endeavors, entertainment, whatever, it always almost always comes back to, to family. It's
1: the fundamental building blocks of who we are and how we relate to the world. It's our, it's the lens through which we see everything else and ourselves, by the way, it's like the best, the best franchise Bible I ever read. Um, James Waugh hooked me up with this years ago. It was Ron Moore's pitch bible for Battlestar Galactica, oh, uh, that you know the, the later series, yeah. and which I I worship this show. Yeah, I love it uh, in so many ways. And so the pitch bible was was so good. And one of the first things he came out slugging with was this is a show about family because it is like I said fundamentally the way for all the robots and spaceships and high you know high concept you know elements to it all. Fundamentally, the way we engage is through these units. You know, through our the, our nuclear family experience, and then the families we choose later, and even just you know our our closest knit group of friends is is also family of choice, right? Right. Uh, it doesn't always take the shape of you know you know marriage and and kids and such, but like we all develop you know families of choice. Um, it's just it's just fundamental, and so it's like and when that is graspable. And when that is the, the the spine of it all, then you can add in all these other le- fantastical layers and people are just along for the ride. Right. But but fundamentally, what they're really engaging with is just the truth of people's lives. It, it is it is our it is the currency of the way we relate, you know, um, telling our stories, you know, about our families and our stories aren't all that different, you know, and it wasn't all that different 3000 years ago, by really? the way, yeah. technology changes, times change, locations change, empires rise and fall, but you know, it's still, you know, Oh, the knucklehead cousin over here. And oh yeah. You know, <laughs> human beings ain't all that different, nope. you know, over, over the arc of the aeons. No, so, we
0: like to think we are. And in some ways, perhaps we've improved. I think, I do think history's a rising road tech, you know, uh, in the long I, haul. Yeah. Um, Maybe maybe we're too optimists in a bunch in a world full of negative people. I don't know, but I feel that way, genuinely. And um, so that's that's good. But you're right. At the end of the day, we're still sort of we're those people again. We're just we're we're we're, we inhabit different constructs. Our plumbing is better. Um, You know, there's differences, but but we're still just like you know i need to live i need to survive i need water and food i need my parents uh, or or someone to help lead me and then i need to be there for them when they need me again and i don't know i keep coming back to that maybe that's a sign <laughs> i don't know for me but um but yeah like i i think that's thematically not only appropriate for the species of of people we are but also i don't know it always does my heart good to see it so yeah, mine too. I'd benefit in real time. Now, I had a couple of people ask me this one question that I want to make sure to ask before we uh, before we sew things up, and that is this. They miss your work in comic books, particularly when it comes to Transformers and the Transformers universe. Will Chris Metzen ever return to the oh. writing table and make us another... Uh, any comics, really, is my question, but this, these people want Transformers again.
1: Whoa. Uh, that's awesome to hear. Uh, boy, I love working on that. Like, yeah, no, there's no, there's no plans on that anytime soon. Um, although, um, I was very honored to get, to, uh, to be asked to, I wrote like the intro to the Transformers role-playing game that, uh, that, uh, Renegade just put out. Oh, so that cool. was fun. Um, but yeah, no, no, no immediate plans for that. But, uh, you know, I always kind of daydream, you know, um, I, I dearly love that franchise and those characters. So yeah, I guess never, never say never. Um, for sure, but uh, how how wild that that's a
0: thing? Oh, people Uh, love that. I mean, I assume that was a bucket list thing for you as well. In fact, I remember it being because we talked with one of our earliest interviews were about this book, and we were you were I remember how stoked you were, and I remember thinking, man, just once a printed comic—that's all I want to (laughs) do—and you did it. That was great. Like, what a cool what a cool thing to to put your feather in, and you're working with the actual IP with full rights to do it. Like this isn't fan fiction. You got, you know, you got canonical books. I think that's so rad.
1: And, and and as a result of that experience, like we went to a couple of Transformers cons and I got to meet, you know, like Simon Furman and, you know, you know, Andy Wildman, like some of these other writers and artists that had worked on the Marvel run, you know, that I grew up reading. And it was just, it's this cool little circle of, of, of creators that have, have, have steered it over time. And what a, you know, what a treat. You know, and what an amazing experience to get to work on that. So I, I would love to do that again, but yeah, you know, I, it's I haven't been in talks with anybody about it um, uh, at all. But yeah, you know, dare to dare to dream, right?
0: I keep people keep saying, Scott, you know how to draw. You should get Chris to write like a children's book or something, and then you should draw it. And I keep saying, well, you know, like life, we let it, we let it happen. We see what happens. Who knows? Maybe, maybe one day something like that happens. Maybe it doesn't. But the point is. <laughs> Always be writing, always be drawing. That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, that's Sam, right? Sam Didier. His whole thing is ABC: Always be creating.
0: Yeah, and that dude uh, does, man. He is nonstop, he constant. He yeah. does. Uh,
1: he'll be eating dinner with a scratch pad next to his plate. You know, drawing an orc. You know, like he's he's his output is amazing.
0: Yeah, his he's he's pretty incredible. I I assume I know you were close to a lot of the artists at Blizzard. I assume a lot of those friendships endure, and you still kind of keep up with what they're doing and all that. But, you know the, the past
1: couple of years has been a little you know it's it's um not as much but yeah and it always shocks me when when we do kind of reconnect it's we pick like we pick up like it hasn't been 5 minutes you know it's yeah. just amazing um so yeah you know it's uh it's always cool to reconnect I, I was on the phone with sam you know maybe like a 3 weeks or a month ago and we just sat and yapped and you know what are you reading these days what you you know it was just so awesome to catch up and yeah, I talk to Mickey Nielsen a lot. You know, he's he, he's doing a lot of work these days. But oh, I
0: love um, Mickey. Actually, Mickey's one of my favorite people ever at Blizzard. Yeah, I love that dude. One
1: of my favorite people, and he. So he just wrote under the sun. You know, the Ouroboros novel, and then um, my buddy uh, uh, Sam Moore and I, one of one of the uh, Ouroboros founders. He's one of my buddies from back in the day. We just finished the outline for the prequel novel, which is the story of our first group. Uh, And, you know, Mickey has, uh, you know, miraculously um, agreed to kind of write this one as well. So we're just starting that process and it's been so much fun, you know, kind of falling back into a rhythm and um, just being creative together again. Just just amazing. It's it's like those when you find people that you really enjoy running with. It's like it is always a pleasure. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how many years apart or whatever. It's like it's like you, you, you were in a band you know, and you played these tunes for years and it's like hooking up in the garage again to kind of write, you know, new material. And it's so comfortable. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. That's what it's, that's what it's all about.
0: I agree a hundred percent. I feel that way about my co-hosts and everybody I've worked with. And Hey, I feel that way about Chris Metzen. I'm really glad we got to, to sit down and chat, dude. And, um, hopefully we get to do this on a little bit more regular basis, uh, especially as you, you know, have new projects coming out, but even if you know what? If something comes down where it's like, hey, there's a big story about a big creative kerfuffle, I'd love to just get Chris's take on it. Cause-
1: you know, God is elder, geek, statesman. Um, <laughs> you know, perhaps we have a uh, responsibility to the youngsters <laughs> out there to provide insight. And
0: <laughs> Right. I'm How kidding. else are these Gen Z kids going to make it? You know, we got to help them. Let Gen X help you, Gen Z. Let let X help Z. All right. God, God God, help them all. Uh, but-
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, this was, this was awesome. I, I think I commented at the front, like it, I was anticipating kind of feeling like, like talking to you again would kind of feel kind of, you know, like a new normal or whatever. Like, I, you know, man, yeah. th- there's there's something that happens when, when we get on the horn and.
0: Yeah, um, it's, it's great. I It's, I'm really stuff. appreciative of it. Like, uh, come, come what may with Blizzard, come what may with, um, uh, any of it. Um, I value the chance I got to to meet you and and to establish a, a you know one of my favorite friendships. I really really like talking and I like um you know shooting the shit with somebody who remembers Saturday morning cartoons and who, you know, like we come from a similar cloth but have such different paths and it's never not interesting and um yeah, I really value it. So, uh thanks again yeah. for this. It's really great. Yeah, man. Uh, oh and say hi to the kids the family everybody all those all all, all your rad offspring
1: all your new little ones
0: yeah man i oh, i feel old even though i'm not that old it's weird grandfather twice is not a thing i thought i would say at 52 but here i am That's anyway uh it's chris metz and everybody uh you know where he is and where to follow him so go check all that stuff out and do check out work chief gaming for what may happen in the future you never know uh you can read all about Ouroboros over there uh chris anything else you want to mention before we go
1: uh, well, it, here's a shameless plug, you know, for, for all of you who didn't get in on the Kickstarter for Ouroboros, if you're curious at all, uh, the source book and the novel Under the Sun by Mickey Nielsen are both available on Amazon um, uh, as as ebook and, you know, the, the, the physical goods. And then, of course, Under the Sun will also be on Audible. Um, all of this on the 15th. Um, it goes on sale. Oh, so
0: nice. Soon.
1: If you're curious, come check it out. Um, I, I, I'm on pins and needles to see what folks think i I hope that it delights people
0: oh my gosh the 15th is right around the corner you guys that's next week and uh let's see here yep here it is i'm looking at it oh that art is so good that's awesome so yes pre-orders are available and happening now on amazon i'll put a uh, link in the show notes wherever i post this so you guys can check that out uh can't wait to see it myself uh chris metzen thanks again and we'll catch you soon